0: It's Michael James Lauren with the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. Have you ever wanted to find your true calling in life? Have you been lost as far as figuring out what to do with all these God-given talents? You don't have to wait anymore. We have one of the legends uh, in writing career development books. In fact, it's been number one for over 42 years what Color Is Your Parachute? The author, Dick Bowles, joins us. He was a one-time pastor, and he loves the Lord Jesus, and he loves to see people get on the right career path. And welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. It's often kind of you to have me.
0: It's our pleasure. Believe me, you have a wonderful ministry that has lasted over 42 years, and it's a ministry a lot of times people don't know about when you consider you bring people to God, because your book, what color is your parachute, really helps people find their God-given purpose. And even though you don't talk about Jesus directly, uh, it's leading people to find out what are they here for. And God is the author and the one who gives all these wonderful gifts. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: I do mention Jesus in the book. I mention him in the uh, final word at the back of the book. It used to be the preface, but people wanted to leap right into the details about how to find meaningful work, so I put the former preface at the back of the book, but I talk at the end of that about my commitment to Jesus and how that has been the purpose of my life. But during the body of the book, you're quite right. It's not written just for Christians. It's written for everyone.
0: It's really amazing. When God seems to move his hand and he has a plan or purpose, things begin to happen. Uh, First of all, uh, a book like this doesn't become number one overnight. Uh, There's an inception and a history behind it, which we want to find out. Uh, You started actually dealing with campus ministers who were leaving the church. You noticed that a lot of churches were closing, which is happening now, and campus ministers were leaving the church, and you visited them, and they had questions for you, and uh, what did they say?
1: we really could use some guidance. So I said, okay, I got a very handsome travel budget. I'll travel all around and I'll try to see what I can do to find out what information you most need. And so I I framed uh, three questions. The first question, I asked everybody wherever I went, and I traveled all over the country. So I'd ask the first question. I'd say, all right, you're supposed to go job hunting, and you're supposed to use uh, resumes, and you're supposed to uh, use uh, agencies, whether federal agency or state or or, or private, and you're supposed to um, put up ads or look at ads in newspapers in those days. And I said, so if resumes, agencies, and ads don't work, your job, honey, what's plan B? What's, what's the alternative? And the second question I asked everybody was, um, if I want to change careers and go into a different field, how can I do that without having to go back to college? And my third question was, if you don't know the answers to these two questions, who do you think might finally I I had some answers and so I slapped them together in a little booklet that I wrote and I took it down to a local copy shop and I said can you copy this in uh, like a book and they said sure and I advertised that uh, to all the campuses uh, where I had visited and and the other ones around the US I said I've got something that might be helpful if you should be terminated due to a budget crunch and they said okay and so they start ordering it and Soon, people started to appear in my life that uh, were ordering it that I thought had no business ordering it. It was so clearly written just for pastors, pastors particularly who were uh, fully resident on college campuses. And so I thought, well, this is strange. I got orders, a lot of orders from General Electric, from the State Department, UCLA. I got a lot of orders from CCNY. And I got very curious because I said, I I just know these people don't have that many chaplains. I said, I'm gonna go visit them. So I did. And I went to visit these places, and they said, well, you your research was so thorough that you uncovered ways of going about job hunting or career change that nobody else has, has learned. There's your long answer to your short question.
0: <laughs> Not at all. That's why you're here, and we're so happy to uh, to hear the inception of this book that has touched so many people's lives. So did you ever think, I mean, this is... A ministry, 10 million people that you've touched, if not more, through this book, What Color Is Your Parachute? So did you ever think you'd have a ministry like this? Or the fact is, you were trained for ministry, and yet you continued to be on in ministry.
1: I had many, many friends at Grace Cathedral, and I remember he said to me, Dick, when God called you, did you ever think he would give you such a large congregation, 10 million strong?
0: (laughs) Nope. Yes, it is amazing. Only the hand of God can do this. And what a nice ministry it is. A huge impact, the fact that people grow up to become someone, to have a purpose in life, and that you have uh, had a lot to do with it, of course, by the, uh, the grace of God. So I have a question for you, Dick. Uh, your book, What Color Is Your Parachute?, addresses the difficult issue of breaking down who we are as an individual, our values, our transferable skills. Why is it so difficult, do you think? I mean, some people could spend their 20s, 30s, 40s, even their 50s trying to figure out what they're here to do.
1: Well, uh, since we just passed Holy Week, I would suggest there's some insight there. Uh, The crucifixion was not easy. Christ said more than once things to the effect of, if anyone wants to be my disciple, let him be prepared to take up his cross and follow me. I don't think God ever promised that life would be easy. What he did promise is that he would always be with us. And so I would say that it's an issue of a misunderstanding about what stewardship is all about. Uh, In so many churches, it's once a year we have stewardship Sunday, and we all decide to tithe or give whatever we wish to give to the cause of the Lord, and they think that that's stewardship. It's just how you treat your money. But it's not. It's it's clearly that everything we have has been given to us by God. And therefore, we are stewards of everything, which means uh, to me that we don't own it. He's entrusted these things to us, and he's entrusted us to guard them and to see that they're safe and see that they're used well. And so, we come up with too narrow an interpretation, in spite of all of Jesus' parables and teachings. We come up with way too narrow an interpretation of what stewardship is. We assume it's just about our money and not about our talents, not about our brain, not about uh, what we are able to do well and uh, help our fellow men. So uh, until we broaden the kinds of teachings in the church that stewardship is a a far deeper and wider subject than we traditionally think of it as, uh, people are always going to have problems because they're not prepared for this. They're not prepared for the idea that, oh, I'm a steward, that means to use Jesus' parable, you know, you get, you, you become in charge of the whole land or the whole vineyard. Uh, you have to work hard to see that it's taken care of and well used, and nobody ever promised that would be easy.
0: Yes, it's not easy. I can talk from experience. I know that others can as well, finding out your calling in life. Dick, I want to ask you a question. We've talked about your background and found out a lot about you, but let's talk about when you came to know Jesus and to go from being Harvard-educated, you were going to be an engineer, you also went to MIT, and you come from a family of journalists. How in the world <laughs> did you end up coming to get into uh, to ministry? Obviously, it's the call of the Lord, but I'll let you tell the story.
1: My mother used to cook uh, the wonderful, wonderful cookies and candy uh, only once a year and that was for the church bazaar and we kids couldn't wait for the church bazaar to come out along because it was the only time mom would ever let us eat her cookies or candy and then when I was about 11 I, I remember I, I heard about the Bible all the time and, and that and uh, Fortunately as a steward God gave me a very good brain and so I said to myself I remember clearly I don't want to just talk about the Bible I want to know what's in it so I sat down and over a period of several months I read the whole Bible I, when I was 11 I read it from cover to cover and I I just felt you know I wanted my life to be to belong to Christ and then of course when I joined University Christian Fellowship which was uh, was, it is, a very evangelical uh, organization on college campuses, then they helped me to understand and interpret what all my life had been about. But I don't remember a moment when I didn't belong to Christ. And I knew all their formulation about, you know, come to the altar and give your life to Christ. And in fact, I was a counselor at a Billy Graham crusade in 1957 in Madison Garden, so I understood all that very, very thoroughly. But it's it's very odd when you never feel like you ever were not with Christ, and you ever uh, chose not to live His life. And and the fact that uh, when I heard about the shortage of ministers and the closing of these churches, I was aghast, and I I went home and talked to my ministers. I mentioned and I said, John, I'm just this is the cruelest society I've ever been in. I mean, it values engineers, but it doesn't value churches. And I want my life to make a difference. And so I didn't hesitate to offer myself for the ministry. I'd led a whole life preparing myself for when a decision came down to the bone, I would always opt for Christ and never for anything else.
0: That's beautiful. I love the way you describe that. And how do you continue to see your book as a ministry, and and not just a book?
1: Because people will write and tell me not only that they found work, but many times they'll say that they had found Christ uh, as a result of reading my book and so on. So I started to joke about it, and I said, clearly the Holy Spirit is using this book. Clearly the Holy Spirit works through this book. I said, what this book essentially is, is a book of hope masquerading as a job hunt manual. And that's my take on it. I really feel... Like, the God comes through to people through the book, is, and not in anything like the way he does through the Bible, but in a, a much diminished and much fainter shadow of all that. The book has been extraordinarily blessed, and is has served as a blessing to people.
0: Yes, and what an understatement that is. Uh, Dick Bowles joins us. He's the author of What Color is Your Parachute? This very important book being for job hunters and career changers, and it's been uh, number one for over 42 years and uh, people who are going through a bit of a deficit in finding out what they want to do for a living or just trying to find out how to make that career change, uh, this book would be for you. Now, let's talk about uh, something interesting. Your mother made scrambled eggs. You noticed something about this in meditating about that, uh, about integrity. What can we learn from integrity based on your mother's scrambled eggs?
1: My mother made the best scrambled eggs in the world, and I couldn't figure out what she did. So one day I, I asked if I could watch her, and I watched her. She took the eggs, and she broke the shell, and she dropped the yolk and the white uh, in the frying pan, and then she would just look at it, <laughs> and she'd stand there with a fork, and uh, when the uh, whites started to turn from the sluggish, plastic-looking appearance to actually white, she would straight ate them with the fork, never touching the yolk. She would always just run her fork back and forth, uh, through, uh, turn upside down uh, through the whites, never touching the yolk. And finally the whites would be fully formed and uh, then she would poke the yolks and then she would mix them together. And the, her scrambled eggs tasted better than anybody's in the world. And I meditated on that and I thought, she let both of them develop their own integrity before she tried to mix them together. She let each... Their own integrity. And I thought, that's such a wonderful parable about courtship and marriage.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to look at eggs the same after that, and certainly not about uh, when it comes to integrity and character. What a great story that we could learn from. Dick Bowles, we thank you for being on the program. Your book, What Color Is Your Parachute, has touched so many lives. But the fact that you love Jesus the way that you do, uh, it shows, I think, why this book has been blessed by so many. Because the one who is the author of our lives and the one who gives us all these wonderful gifts to bless others is the Lord Jesus Christ. And your book certainly draws people to him and also helps us find our calling in life. And again, we appreciate it now. If you would do us the honor, would you lead us to a place where we have hope? There are many people who are going through a job change right now, and maybe they don't even know what they want to do for a living, and it's difficult. So your prayers would certainly help, and we appreciate that. And thank you for being on the program.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. Oh, Lord, we ask your guidance for the hearts and minds of your children that you will lead them to a greater sense of purpose for each of their lives. We pray that you will put into their hearts a hunger to know their own uniqueness and a hunger to find the place where they can use that uniqueness to help their fellow human beings. We ask you to bless everyone who is searching that they may find, everyone who is seeking that they may discover exactly what it is is your will for them. We ask it in the Master's name. Amen.
0: Dick Bowles, thank you for being on the program, and shalom to you.